As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network live from a bunker in the heart of the ozarks a podcast who's pretty pleased with their spectacular coterie it's sif we've got an extra part of our coterie in the in the room today so that, mm-hmm. that works nice welcome to sif pop streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed let's of course your patron patrons get perks patrons get those perks Woo! i'm your host aaron dicer and he's my outstanding and operatic co-host andrew ormsby Ahoy! <laughs> and each week you didn't even know that was coming that was really beautiful oh, and you. each week we'll chat about movies television and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds uh, Andrew. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, it is a new season. A new season of Sif Pop has begun. Uh, we are streaming live video now during the recordings. The dawn of a new era. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, it's been a hot minute since I've been on a YouTube video, so... <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You doing okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, this is fun. This is way laid back. If Here's the thing I want to say to you if you're listening to this podcast. You don't have to watch the video... To get what we're talking about, we're not no. gonna, we're not creating a video podcast where you have to see images and different <laughs> things that are going on. This is still an audio podcast with just a little bit. Look at uh, this thing. Isn't this crazy? This is the craziest thing. I mean, come on. And I, I mean, just said we weren't going to do that. On. I mean, out of all the crazy things in the world, this is this is crazy. Uh, Andrew's playing with the uh, the toy bendable snake. Uh, just so that apparently turns back into like this dodecahedron mm-hmm. shape sort yeah. of thing. But you don't know how to do that. You don't know how to no, turn it. No, I'm not even. Gonna, I'll break it. I swear I'll break it. So uh, just to let you know, if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, thank you, and it's cool that you're here, and we're glad you kind of get a look into the, you know, the environment. This is where we record uh, every single Saturday or close to it uh, for Sif Pop. But if you're not, don't feel like you're missing anything necessarily important to the content of the show. That's still all going to be de- uh, delivered through Mike. In fact, I don't know that I could really do it any different. I have so much radio training 
that my brain is always thinking, well, what about the, the person who can't see? So, you know, I think that'll just be a normal part of what we do. Uh, but we are glad to do it. Um, we already had a comment about Spreaker, like that people are wondering, are we going to oh, still yeah, do Spreaker yeah. Live? Yeah, uh, I don't think we are. I think this is going to be our primary place for a live interaction. Now, the show isn't really necessarily an interaction show for the most part. In fact, even when we were live on Spreaker, we took comments few and far between um, when we felt like they were important or necessary or, you know, those kind of things. Otherwise, but, Aaron doesn't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like we, if you go see like a, you know, we say, you know, recorded live in front of a, you know, Internet audience. It's more like if you go see a recording of a TV show, it's not like they're taking questions, you know, during the TV show. Yeah. Uh, from the audience so we we treasure your comments but email them to us if you want them on the show because that's what we use for sift quest yeah. those kind of things so um having said that we do have a producer in the room now and he is monitoring your comments uh so if you are watching live and you want to shout out to producer phil and and see if he thinks it's important enough to you know flag us down well, like I just with the speaker noticed, question i just noticed his great seinfeld t-shirt yeah man yeah it's very cool uh, then, then please do that. Andrew already gone visual twice in this podcast. But... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look at this thing. Look at it. Can you believe it? It's crazy. Uh, also, this is going to be a two for a day. We haven't done one of these in a while. Two movies today. Hot minute. So that's well, going to be fun. It's going to be a busy couple weeks for yeah. movies. Yeah. It, it for a really, couple months, really. The summer's going to be busy, and you'll see some more two fers doing this summer for sure. In fact, I would like to do a two for probably next week with Booksmart and Godzilla. So... Um, it'll be interesting to see if we can keep up if, with everything that's coming out. If we're doing Friday, I might only be able to do one. Okay. Just yeah. to, I'm heads, heads up, you know, a week in advance. Yeah, no, no, no. That's true. That's true. Um, I will also and say... And you know which one I'm going to see. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing Book Godzilla. Smart. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> well, Booksmart is already out, yeah. too, as well. So oh, that's if you, true. If you do have time, you could maybe see it before that. It did come out this weekend, so... Yeah. Um, but no pressure, honestly, no pressure. Uh, the other thing I wanted to start off with is the Summer Sum Game. The results are live. You can go to sifpop.com, click on Summer Sum Game, and start to see the results for what's going on. Uh, so those what will... Avengers in Games number one? <laughs> so <laughs> those will update uh, every time there's a new update on the box office, which is usually daily. Um, Aladdin is already at number four with $31 million, and that's just from Thursday. Uh, those are just Thursday's numbers. So you can kind of see it shift and change. Uh, there'll be a leaderboard underneath it where you can find yourself in the leaderboard and kind of see how you're doing. A whole um, new leaderboard. <laughs> and that will update as well as things update. I wouldn't put a lot of stock in the rankings right now. Uh, because people who have a lot of points now have points for things that probably aren't going to end up where they are. For instance, the person in first place right now has Detective Pikachu in second place for the entire summer, which I it may do better than expected, but I don't think it's going to come in second. Sorry about that, Chandler. Uh, so you can check out. Uh, also, there's a little button you can click for the gurus that just sorts it by the Sift Pop gurus. You'll see a little grouping of people. That's everybody. And then the single person. Those are the gurus. <laughs> I'm not even on the list. You're number four right You're now. Four. You're tied for fourth. I'm, I'm Danae from Radiohead. Lee? No, you. Oh, up here. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the words and stuff. <laughs> words and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, you're tied for fourth with Danae and uh, Jeremy from Cinema Sins, and then uh, I'm in, I'm tied for ninth with Chris from Cinema Sins. So. 
But again, we'll see how that all plays out over the course uh, of the year. But I wanted to let you know your Summer Sum Game picks are live. And by the way, 112 entrants wow. this year. 112 entrants. So thank you so much for having fun with us in those kind of games. It's awesome. Um, I'm going to be in 112th place. <laughs> There is one person who didn't pick Avengers Endgame at number one, and they were in 112th place for a second there. But uh, They're not anymore? No, no, because they, they also have Detective Pikachu uh, on there somewhere. So I'm curious but, what they would have had at number one. Like I can tell you. Is they it had, Lion King? Yeah, they had Lion King at number one, which I'm not going to lie. There's a world where that happens, especially as much as Endgame a has dropped. A whole new world? A whole new world where that happens. <laughs> Um, I'm the, just gonna. I just can't wait for them to be king. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a possibility if Avengers Endgame has completely, you know, uh, bottomed out domestically yeah. and just stays right there under 800 million. Yeah. I mean, in a weird, strange world, Lion King makes over 800 million. Yeah, so. so be prepared. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, our, <laughs> you know what that means? Yeah. Can you feel the love tonight? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on with the show. Just a reminder, we're going to have some fun. We've got uh, the um, best. We do have a best ever challenge this week. Uh, we've got some buried treasure, and then we've got our twofer. So we're going to be uh, reviewing Brightburn as well as Aladdin. But we like to kick it off with some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether we care about them or not. Number one, <laughs> John Wick 4 already confirmed 2021. Yeah, that was confirmed before the movie came out, right? Like, there's no way they were waiting to see how well this movie did before announcing that. They already had to have things in place when it happened. Probably, don't you think? Probably. Um, I probably care about this less than most people because I don't like the movies as much as most people. I really like the first one. I just haven't connected with the second or third one very well. Hmm. Um, but for I'm sure for most people, this is a huge yes. Yeah, I, I care. I like. I want. <laughs> when is it coming out? 2021. So, yeah. So, like, two years. Yeah, we got time to uh get our our wick uh jones taken care of you uh -huh. know yeah. yeah what are you looking most forward to in the next movie i want to see john wick shoot someone <laughs> <laughs> well, i am crossing Andrew, my fingers I hate to tell you this but your expectations are a little too high He's going to be playing Jenga for two down. hours. <laughs> John Wick Jenga would be amazing. Just he would rule at Jenga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would kill it. Literally. Yeah. Uh, I So I'm probably most looking forward to them finding an actual story. That'd be fun for John Ooh, Wick 4. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. Then I'd be back in, man. Yeah. That's uh, why the first one was so good. Number two. Yep. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic has a movie coming out. It is in development, but it is not the D&D, the David Weiss and Benioff, you know, store trilogy. Yeah, it's really interesting because uh, a few months ago, Star Wars was like, we're taking a break. Sorry, guys. No Star Wars movies for a while. For three years. I mean, and, that's... And then they're like, oh, and... Here's the trilogy that's coming out. Oh, and, and here's a Knights of the Republic movie that's coming out. It's like, oh, and here's the Mandalorian. <laughs> and here's, well, that's Disney Plus. I think they're meant for movie theaters, but still, that's not taking a break from Star Wars. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm super excited for Star Wars information and new movies, and I'm such a huge Star Wars fan that that's that's always gonna be fun for me. Did you ever play KOTOR? I no. Mm. No. Is that what Knights of the Old Republic is commonly known as? Yeah. KOTOR. KOTOR. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I, I've never, I don't even know anything about this property. Is the, this something I should be very excited? Is this like Jedi's being full Jedi's? This is like 3,000 years before A New Hope. Okay. This is like, well, Phil, did you ever play Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah. yeah. It's like 3,000 years before like the main Star Wars story, isn't it? Yeah, it's an extreme prequel. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And there's, it's like the big war, if I remember correctly, between the Sith and the Jedi. The Knights of the Old Republic. So that, I mean, that is appealing to me. The idea that we're going to be seeing Jedis, like, really going all out being Jedis. Because the closest we've got to that was, what, Attack of the Clones, maybe? (laughs) Well, I know, but I'm saying, like, that's, I mean, there's the the scene in the, the pit, right? where there's a whole bunch of Jedis doing their thing. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I would love to see, you know, I honestly would love to see the uh, the action choreographers from John Wick do uh, Knights of the Old Republic because that would be so fun. You know what I mean? Like, if you can figure out, like, creative, fun ways to do that, <laughs> the lightsaber stuff, whew, that's this, what I want. This is a weird branch off here, but I just saw on YouTube the other day of this guy who re-edited a part of A New Hope where the Obi-Wan Darth Vader lightsaber fight is actually good. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, you know, uh, uh, Guinness just... Uh, uh, uh. No, they actually show him, like, having... Alec. Yeah, Old Man Alec just having, you know, mad skills now, and it looked pretty good. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, I There's a balance, though, right? Uh, kinda, <laughs> that's a forced joke. <laughs> There's a balance, though, because I think the Yoda stuff is a little weird sometimes. It's a little too frantic in the new ones. Where It's not like that. It's it's Well, of it's, course. It's no, you leveled. couldn't do that. But I'm just it's saying. It's not like Guinness doing triple backflips But or don't anything. you think it would have been if, you know what I mean? Like if George Lucas had his way? Oh, yeah. Possibly? I don't know. And oh, I, I think He there, had his way with that movie. I think there's something cool about the idea of as you age as a Jedi, it be, it's almost like pitchers in, in baseball, right? Like, they have this incredible fastball for their first few years, but then they have to get wise. Then they have to get smart. Then they have to figure out how to, you know, throw smarter, not harder. And so I think Jedis would be the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my arms. Please, testing to see if the meat's done on the grill. Well, the way I I did it in my head as a kid is I'm like, well, Darth Vader's like half robot. He probably can't move around all that well. But then Rogue One came out. And that's yeah. like three days before, you know, the battle on the yeah. Death Star. He just he just taken some leave. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Number three. Yeah, I'm totally excited about Knights of the Old Republic. I think that could be cool. You should be. Yeah. The Lonely Island is talking with Disney right now to bring us <laughs> a Chippendale Rescue Rangers live action film. I totally care. <laughs> I, I I haven't seen the new Lonely Island thing on Netflix. Apparently, there's a Lonely Island thing that dropped on Netflix a couple days ago. Uh, and I haven't... On Netflix? Because I saw their new music video on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. But they did drop something on Netflix like and I haven't seen Detroit it. Detroit Sunset or something like that. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Um, but I, 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 those guys are so funny. You um, really have to make sure you put Rescue Rangers with that title. Otherwise, it's a completely different movie. Yes, that is true. That yeah. is true. We've always, we've already had a couple Magic Mike movies, so. Yeah. We don't necessarily need that. Um, Why I call this live action. What's that? If this is like what the Sonic movie is going to be, live action mixed with animation, yeah. I'm, I'm already out. You nervous about it? You just can't handle that kind of stuff? I hate that style of movies. Yeah. I just really can't get into it. 
And there's always spoilers the for our Aladdin review. <laughs> no, I'm talking like where like the main characters and stuff are like uh, animated, like Sonic mm-hmm. or uh, or the genie. No, I'm talking like <laughs> no I'm animals. With you. I'm with. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, I know you are, because then I could complain about every single Marvel right, movie. Right, totally. Yeah. But you know, like Paddington or Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Those right. are like the two exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Other than that, like uh, there was like a guinea pig movie that had actors in it that was horrible and sonic looks horrible it'll be interesting don't you think it'll be interesting to see those brains do that property though that's that's how i always look at it is like the brains from the lonely island doing you know chippendale rescue rangers i'd like that's just that's amazing although anything that keeps them from doing pop star 2 I'm kind of not on board with. Well, they I'm, need to never stop, never stop. That's right. That's what I'm saying. It's right there in the title. Yeah. And you stopped. They did. You were supposed to never stop. Never stopping. That's uh, going to wrap it up. Do we care? Very One nice. day I'm actually going to get through that closure line without, you know. Without me interrupting you? No, without no. me just mumbling over my own words. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. See, there you did it. It's very ha. nice. All right. Let's move on to a review of Aladdin. You stumbled upon an opportunity. I can make you rich. Rich enough to impress a princess. What would I have to do? There's a cave of wonders. Bring me the lamp. Oh, great one who summons me, I stand by my oath, loyalty to wishes three. I'm kidding. Watch this. Watch out! Young Aladdin embarks on a magical adventure after finding a lamp that releases a wisecracking genie. Uh, This is Aladdin 2019, uh, and it is uh, very similar to Aladdin 1992. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Disney is remaking uh, one of their animated films into, I guess, what we're calling live action uh, is there a better term for it? Because it's still, I, especially once Lion King happens, we need a better term because that's not a live action movie. That's a computer generated we'll remake. Just remake? Yeah. And just do like photorealistic remake or something like, like that. Like I, I even felt uncomfortable call. calling that Chippendale's Rescue Rangers a, a live action remake. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really. Unless it's, they're really going to get chipmunks, you know? Yeah. I, I will tell you this. It is fascinating. This this whole Disney redoing their animated library thing is fascinating to me, and I have a lot of a lot of different like mixed feelings on it for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the general audience continues to react to it. But right now, I want to know how you felt, Andrew. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I'm gonna surprise you here. Ooh, really? I liked it. Nice. Yeah. I like this movie. That's very cool. A lot more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. Um, in fact, I really liked it. I, I'm bordering on loved it. I, I almost pulled the trigger on loved it, but I think I'm going to round out around a BB plus. So I think I have to go with high liked it here. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, can we just talk about the nostalgia thing first? Uh, I just, I, it, I can't help myself. Like when, when, you know, never got a friend like me comes on or, uh, you know, one step, uh, comes on or one jump, I think is the name of the song. One step. Yeah. I like, there's just something inside of me that just melts. It just melts. It just becomes a big pile of goo. And I just look at the screen with this stupid grin on my face and 
nostalgia is real, ladies and gentlemen. Like it is a real thing. And I don't I don't know how to combat it. And I don't know that I should necessarily try. Like what I'm realizing is that's okay. Enjoy the nostalgia. Enjoy those feelings. And that was definitely throughout this whole movie. I was just like on nostalgia crack. Nice. Because I love the original so much. And uh and just and and even more than that, watched it so much at a time in my life that was, you know, very you know, I was young and impressionable. I think I was uh, I was in high school when that came out. So, you know, it was definitely right in that zone for me. Um, and it means a lot to my wife and I because Whole New World meant a lot to us as a couple. Like that was right about when we were starting to get together. Ride? We had it. We had a magic carpet ride, but not oh. until our wedding night. Just so we're clear. <laughs> That's not <laughs> even where I was going. You just ruined Aladdin. <laughs> I don't know, man. Listen to the lyrics of A Whole New World. It's not just about... Anyways, continue on. What? Tell me some of your th- good things before I open my mouth too how much. Did, how did you become the perverted one on I this podcast? I don't know. It happens occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of musicals or live action adaptations of animated mm-hmm. movies. But somehow this movie managed to do it in a way to where I actually enjoyed myself. I don't know what it was. The dance choreography in this movie is phenomenal. There's no other word for it. And uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit here. I was so nervous about Will Smith being the genie because... Robin Williams' genie is like one of the most iconic, it's famous Impossible characters. to live up to. Impossible. Yeah. No possible way he could live up to that. But he does a good job. I really like Will Smith's genie in this yeah. movie. Like, yeah. I was surprised. I thought it was going to come off as campy, cheesy, like an imitation. Now, he makes it his own. He definitely makes it his own. And he's at his best when... He's not in blue face, you know, like he he's at his best when he's not. I didn't mean that to be offensive, by the way. I literally just was trying to think of a way to say it. It's he's at his best when he's not the the cartoony genie. He's at his best when he's Will Smith. Right. So I, I just I love the fact that he is able to be able to do that. You killed Phil over yeah, Phil here has with died. blue face. We've lost our producer. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But uh. Yeah, it was, I was surprised. There's um, some uh, moral and story arcs that are different in this movie as opposed to the original animated one. I thought I was going to come away going, oh, I can't believe they changed it. Right. But actually, a lot of the things that they changed or added in this movie, I'm like, you know what? I actually kind of wish that was in the animated right? one. I had yeah. that feeling several times. I'm like, oh, you fixed this. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was stuff I didn't even realize could have been improved, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. I think with a lot of these animated movies, we just kind of have blinders on. Oh, you know? absolutely. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a kid's movie. I watched it as a kid. Good movie. You know, but it's you don't realize like, oh, man, if they would have changed that, that movie would have elevated it that much, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want to go into spe- uh, specifics necessarily about the changes because I think that is kind of a little bit spoilery um, because those can be fun realizations during the movie yeah. to, to realize that. But oh. I will say... Uh, I recently watched this movie with a fine tooth comb for Cinema Sins. Uh, I was I wrote on the uh, Aladdin review for the original Aladdin, and I noticed while watching it that closely, a lot of these things. In so many of them, they fixed different character motivations. They fixed different plot holes. They fixed uh, different just kind of. Um, uh, I'm just going to say problematic lyrics. 
were changed in this movie, especially um, Prince Ali. That song has a couple problematic lyrics that were taken out and changed a little bit, which I thought was really great. Mm -hmm. And there's even something they change in that song um, specifically where it is. I think I'll just say this one because this is one most people are going to recognize necessarily. But in the original song, they talk about Sunday Salaam. They say, brush off your Sunday Salam or something like that. Well, Salam religiously is a Friday event, not a Sunday event. And so they kind of, you know, Americanize the idea of Sunday is when you worship mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. But they changed it to Friday Salam in this. And I thought that was really neat. That kind of stuff for me, uh, it, it makes this almost necessary. It makes it kind of valuable to see this story in that way. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that Jasmine is no longer a one-dimensional character. For sure, yeah. She is given so much. It's almost like this could have been a Jasmine movie. You mm-hmm. know, she's... she And there's new songs in this. I guess we can go ahead and say that. I'm, we, we don't have to get into... there's one new song. Yeah. Uh, I With the reprise, yeah. Mm-hmm. It might actually be my favorite song of the it's entire so movie. Like, I was like... There's no way it can beat like a whole new world or anything like that. Just these insanely iconic songs mm-hmm. or a friend like me, you know, but I came away going, that might've been probably the most powerful moment of the movie. I I think she is incredible. I like her voice singing, incredible singing voice, um, incredible acting performance. Uh, I'm going to say Naomi is her name. Um, no, producer, Jas- Jasmine. Ja- I'm sorry, Jasmine is her name. Producer <laughs> Phil can look it up so yeah. we know for sure we give a shout out to the right actress. But um, she does great work. I'm really impressed with her. And I'm also impressed with how they updated the original songs. It wasn't distracting, it wasn't over the top, but you could feel it. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. could feel a different kind of rhythm and drive to them that was modernized in, a, I thought, a really fun and cool way. Yeah. So I enjoyed the soundtrack. Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott is her name. She's incredible. God, so Jasmine. Uh, how, Pink, how Pink do you... Power Ranger. Oh, wow. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, I, to- I totally did not put two and two together because I kept going. I've seen her in something. Well, it's it's understandable. There were no Krispy Kremes as plot devices in this movie. <laughs> so true. So I can true. see how you would totally miss that. Okay. There's a part in this movie, and it's just a specific part. doesn't really give anything away. I think this movie was actually rendered in 16.9, like, you know, a regular screen as opposed to widescreen. Because um, there's a part where the genie, like, adds himself to the audience, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, And looks back. But he puts his arm over the black bar to, like, look back at you. Because it kind of threw me off. I'm like, oh, he's coming out of the screen. Uh I've seen other animated movies do that before. Actually, I've seen uh, live action movies do that before, too. Really? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's an interesting effect. And honestly, movies change aspect ratio through the movie sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like the Christopher Nolan, like always like he'll have IMAX scenes and stuff. So but there are some that have uh, almost distractingly used that technique. Yeah. And what's interesting about that technique (laughs) is it does change how you present it on a TV right like you have to decide do you have the black bars there for the whole movie just for this one effect or do you it does it cut to black bars during that scene and i think the second is probably the option they'll go with but 
you just kind of have to, to figure out how to show it on a TV. It just depends if you buy like a widescreen version or whatever of the yeah. movie. Uh, no, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Well, we talked about the nostalgia, the soundtrack. I love those things. We talked about Will Smith as Genie, who I thought did a great, uh, great job. Yeah. It's really interesting because it, it's kind of a sequel to Hitch in a lot of ways. Um, oh, with him and the handmaid, like he well, he can teach guys how to get women, yeah, but he's he can't do it himself. He's basically teaching Aladdin, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see that character come back in, in kind of a strange way. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I really enjoyed Will Smith. Um, yeah. any other positives? I have a, I have a negative or two. I do too. Um, let's, I, let's go ahead and get into those. Jafar was pretty good. Yeah. I like Jafar. He, you know, he's like a different type than like, he's not a, a deep voiced, you know, evil man, you know, he's like very soft spoken, but the intensity is definitely still there. I really enjoyed him. Aladdin's great, too. No, he's not. No, that's one of your negatives? That's cool, let's negative. have this conversation. Minimasad. Okay. He can dance. He okay. can sing. Definitely. He can parkour. Yes. He can't act. Really? I. He had, like, one facial expression through the entire movie, really. Mm. It was like a... <laughs> I'm Aladdin. <laughs> you know, like... Jasmine, she is. She's gonna find car- out. I am. I'm a street rat. He had a charisma face. Yeah, charisma yeah. face. The entire movie, mm-hmm. like Jafar. Please don't kill me. Kind of Aladdin. I am Ali. But maybe Aladdin, the character, is like that. But in the animated movie, they had him show way more versatility nah, in his face. I don't agree face. with this. I don't agree with this take, but... Um, I gave him oh, three props. I mean, he can't have everything, you know? <laughs> he can't be handsome, a good dancer, a good singer, and a good actor. Come on. Yeah. No, there's... And Parker. There's only one Cary Grant. Um, no. Who's, who am I? Gene Kelly. Sorry, I meant Gene Kelly. I said <laughs> Cary Grant. I meant you, Gene Kelly. There's yeah, only one Gene like, Kelly. I was like, one Cary Grant. I'm like, sure? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Fred Astaire, but I would say Fred kind of, you know, used his dancing and yeah. singing more than his acting. But Gene Kelly, he was a triple threat all the way. Anyhow, that's neither here nor there. Justin Timberlake. There you go. For the he's younger a, audiences. He's a, he's a decent actor. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. My main negative is probably Guy Ritchie's fault. Um, I don't like the way this movie messed with speed. Oh, is um, Benny Hill running? Yeah, there's there's an interesting thing it chooses to do where during some of the songs, they shoot them slower fast so that then when they do the singing regular speed, it can be in slow motion or fast speed. And it's and it's almost and it's not even consistent. Like it'll it'll be kind of slow mo running while singing regular speed at one point and then at another point everything looks really sped up the the last dance number in this movie also felt that way just like really and you can see it like you can see that they're not moving at regular motion and i don't know it just it was more distracting to me considering i didn't see the point of it like i didn't understand what that was supposed to be doing to me as a viewer you know what I mean? Like I didn't. I don't understand what he's doing other than like those are my fingerprints. That's what yeah, I do. You that's know? what he does. And it's only in those moments that I remember, like, oh yeah, Guy Ritchie did this movie. Yeah. Because other than those moments, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a calling card. It's like don't yeah. forget it was me, guys. Exactly. Yeah. Because other than that, like after I left the movie, like it said directed by Guy Ritchie at the end, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got reminded like five times during this movie that Guy Ritchie did it because so much of it doesn't feel like him. It yeah. just feels like Disney, you know. Yeah. I was waiting for a 
Brad Pitt to walk out and try and s- sell Aladdin a dag. He's got to sell him that dag. <laughs> you like dags? dags. I, it, it didn't happen in the movie, though. It didn't happen. Yeah, that's You know who was disappointed? This guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I, do have an, I do have one more negative. Yeah, go for it. So Disney has the most high caliber CGI artist. And yeah, we equi- should talk about this. I agree. I agree with this. Why is the CGI in this so bad? I don't know. The Raja is like the fakest looking cat in a movie since Raja's the not... lion and Jumanji. Well, and it's really weird with Lion King coming out later. Like, I, I they obviously, well, and they've already done Jungle Book and the Jungle Book creatures look great. Man. Right? Like, so I don't understand how you mess up the tiger. Um, although I will say Raja wasn't the worst part for me. Um, I thought Abu. Abu was a mess sometimes. Yeah. And, and I wonder if it's part of Guy Ritchie's like motion stuff too, but even the humans when they were CG looked really off. There's a, there's a, you know, moments where they're jumping across rooftops and different things. It's like, Oh, that's obviously a CG model. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why it's so obvious. I don't, I don't understand it because it's not in every movie. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and even we should probably address the genie in the room uh, because I know people talked a lot about Will Smith as the genie and the look of the genie. Yeah. Um, it didn't totally bother me as much as I thought based on people's conversations from trailers that it would. Um, but at the same time, I definitely preferred him when he wasn't CG. And I think that's because... When he was in blue face. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that back up. No Much appreciated. I can't let you let something down like that. Because uh, normally you would take me to town if I were Feel free. Say, feel free. Yeah. I deserve to be taken to town. Um, yeah. Especially when he was the genie. I just... I felt like it's a little off. And it didn't quite feel his full personality but once once he was just will smith i thought he was great i didn't mind him in either form really yeah. i thought it just worked i'm like you know what it's just i just want to enjoy i'm not going to nitpick so much sure but especially raja and abu were like ah man abu's face was so weird yeah something really weird why I don't... can't you just get a real monkey or make it look like a real monkey at least <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. I don't know. It was just there was something really off about. Yeah. I don't know. I could be totally wrong on that. Those are actually my only two cons for the movie. Anything uh, else you wanted to mention before we move on? Uh, If you're like me and you're not a fan of these live action remakes, I would actually still recommend this one. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. There's a lot more character development and story arcs in this one. It just made me realize how one note the first Aladdin movie was, and I didn't even notice. How shallow it is. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, It's just the songs were so good, you know, and the genie was this larger-than-life character. Robin Williams was the pole, right? Yeah, if it wasn't for him or the songs, the movie would probably be pretty dumb <laughs> there wouldn't be a movie without him in the songs be like true. a 10 minute movie um I, I this is the only other thing i will say i'm very glad that you enjoyed this i it makes me very happy um in a lot of ways because i think that offers more credence to the fact that there there might be a, a good movie here and i think that's that's important for people to know because i know my biases and i know i am likely to enjoy things that are nostalgic like this mm-hmm. um having said that hated dumbo right like oh, yeah. that was a complete miss yeah. so i am willing to say when something does not work um 
But I, I think I gave in during this movie to not feeling bad about loving these quote unquote live action remakes. I think I'm okay with it now. I think I just like, there's something about a lot of people on Twitter, different places saying I'm bored of these. I'm tired of these. Well, they're just a cash grab, that kind of stuff that makes me feel like I should as a movie lover, not like them. And I think I kind of came to peace with it during Aladdin where it was like, no, I like this stuff. This stuff is great. I'm glad they're doing it. Um, here's my pushback on all that. Um, I'm with a lot of these people. I think it is kind of a cash grab. The only difference well, is... Well, I don't, I don't disagree that it's a cash grab. <laughs> or that they're unnecessary. Right. Which I totally agree with. But sure. this one is different and unique and builds upon it so much that... I don't know if necessary is the right word, but it's welcomed for me. Like, oh, see, you're not just doing a scene-for-scene scene remake. You're actually adding something here. Mm-hmm. Like, you loved the Beauty and the Beast live-action movie. I think it did the same things we're talking about that Aladdin does. I don't. I right. think that Aladdin adds so much, like, character. But if you go back and listen to my comments, you will hear me talk about how Aladdin fleshed out back... Or, I'm sorry, Beauty and the Beast fleshed out backstories. Had a new song that I liked. Like, there's a, there's a lot about what they did in Beauty and the Beast... Oh, I, I, I think, think that is... was our main difference because I did not like any of the new songs or any of the portrayals really right. of the famous songs, really. Right. And Cinderella's the same way too. I I love the stuff they added to Cinderella. I still haven't seen Cinderella. It, it really fleshes out the Cinderella character and understanding like it gives her the choice to say, I, you know, the prince is something a person I want to be with or I don't want to be with. Not to spoil the ending of Cinderella, but it is definitely different than the original Cinderella, and it's beautiful. And so, like, there's something about these movies. I do think they're trying, even if they failed with Beauty and the Beast for you, I think they're trying to do something new with them, something interesting. Do her stepsisters cut off their toes in this live action remake? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to watch it. Oh, man. (laughs) Brothers Grimm are weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. People don't. Re- I, I want to see like the live action remakes of the Brothers Grimm version of all these stories, like The Little Mermaid, <laughs> or, where when she gets feet, she has to finally put pressure on her. And, the, and her legs crumble. And her legs, like she says, I can walk, but I'm constantly in pain now. Like, <laughs> what are these brothers? They There's a reason why they're, the word Grimm That's exists. Right. That's right. Can you imagine if your last name became a synonym for, for yeah, dark and awful? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, yeah, man, that movie was so Ormsby. Ugh. So <laughs> Land of Dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. Um, so I just say all that to say uh, it doesn't it it it's not that I push back or judge anybody who still feels that way. But I'm at peace now. I'm I'm good for the most part liking this stuff, and that wasn't the case necessarily going into Aladdin. I kind of felt guilty about it. Um, and like I had to explain myself, and I, I don't know that I have to do that anymore. I'm I'm enjoying these. You live your truth, Aaron. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you ready to move on to uh, to the next uh, Brothers Grimm? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, if Brothers Grimm wrote Superman, this, this, is, this, this is might what be what it would end up like. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a look at Brightburn. Mom, who am I? You are a gift. We believe that you came here for a reason. I know it's been difficult for you lately. That you feel different from other kids. Just a floor, Brian. <laughs> you are different. Caitlin, get my hand up. He's a creep. Help him up. 
doing? I want him in handcuffs and I want him gone. What if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister? Dun, dun, dun. With Brightburn, the visionary filmmaker of Guardians of the Galaxy, and Slither presents a startling, subversive take on a radical new genre, superhero horror. As if superhero horror hasn't been done before. I mean, come on. Not this literally. Every Every horror movie is super is supernatural like i don't understand this distinction between you, you know what i'm saying i think that the distinction here is this is so painfully obvious that it's superman <laughs> I mean, that's fair yeah whereas others can be a little bit more subtle so it's just the context of yeah where it comes from yeah and i think that this movie really relies on the audience knowing the superman story like if you just want to see a movie, if what if Superman was bad and then they just turned it into a straight up horror film, you know, with yeah. very little concept story wise, you just want to see a gory, evil Superman. This is your movie. I think it's it's very obvious to me uh, that this is a tagline or not a tagline movie, but an elevator pitch movie. You know, this is yeah. one of those movies that gets made because hey, you, what you, if Superman was bad? Yeah. What if, what if it was naughty Superman? Yeah. And then, you know, go. Uh, so did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? It was okay. Yeah. I'm I'm probably more in the disliked it yeah. uh, category here. I was disappointed, I guess I could say. You had you had good expectations for I this. I really did, because Talk about the that. concept itself is so cool. If What if Superman, as a kid in Smallville, was bad? I mean, they obviously, they can't call them the Kents. They can't call it Smallville, you know? They can't call him Clark, you know? It's uh, Brandon Breyer, you know, as opposed to Clark Kent, you know? Right. Still got the alliteration. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, still got the alliteration and all that stuff. But I was wanting so much, like... I never saw why he became bad. Mm -hmm. He was just bad always. I wanted to see like, um, like regular teen stuff. Like if this is a hormonal thing, you know, like teens going through puberty and like, uh, this is just a kid throwing a temper tantrum as, you know, kids going through puberty do. But if you were basically a god throwing a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. What could people do to stop you? Right. right. Yeah. I wanted it to be... I'm, I'm totally with you. I wanted this movie to be more um, of an authentic look at the possibility of how to handle Superman or a Superman-type being during the pre-adolescence, adolescence years. I am a father of four boys, all of whom are now teenagers. My, oh, say all of them are superheroes. All of whom have superpowers. Yeah. Uh, I know the what this is like. The ability to eat your entire refrigerator in a day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably true. Yeah. There's seven gallons of milk a week, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I know what it's like to raise boys through that time. Um, I have an idea of what it would be like if they had super strength or heat vision or could fly, like how that changes the dynamic, the power dynamic of parent child, right? And what that would look like. This movie was only vaguely interested in that. It was much more interested in the horror slash, um, the horror slash, 
I don't know, uh, brutality. Yeah, the 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 element of ooh, what would that look like? More than what would that feel like? What, how, yeah. what would that you know? How would those reactions be? And yeah, that is that's disappointing. That's that's it's just it's not interesting to me. Because again, it turns it into every other horror movie. You know, it turns it into a slasher movie or a bo- you know a body horror movie. Yeah, this movie is shot pretty well, though. I think if you're a fan of horror, sure. like the way it's the camera movements, you know, and the way this movie plays with shadows and stuff like that, I think it actually you know hits the mark there. I think that you can definitely see that these guys know what they're doing when it comes to like suspense. Because I was, you know unsettled for pretty much the entire movie uh that could also be a con that this movie is pretty one note you know it's Mm -hmm. just spooky the entire thing like there's no sense of like this kid could have ever been superman you know yes he has the power but i never saw like anybody who wanted to be good you know it was always like he's just evil He's mm-hmm. always evil. He's always been evil. Well, and and boy, I'm not sure if this is a spoiler or not. Maybe I'm going to hold on to most of this, but I'll just I'll just say it this way. The reason that he does bad things is so unfortunate because it robs the character of actual humanity and authenticity. Yeah. Um this isn't Let me see if I can say it this way. This isn't what if Superman threw a temper tantrum. This is what if Superman were a sociopath. Those yeah. are two very different things. One of them is interesting. One of them is not to me. Um, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? And and it was definitely the second. So yeah. uh, I found that uninteresting. And you know, in the gore is just the gore. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Like it's, I don't, I don't, I've had to watch two different movies do eye trauma in the last week, a <laughs> week and a half. What was the other one? John Wick. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, direct, you know, don't blink eye trauma. Yeah. Or uh, Plagane Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Three things in the last two weeks. Um, I will say this, though Elizabeth Banks. Firing on all cylinders She's here. great. No, she's great. She's the best thing about the movie, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, David Denman, is that how you say his name? Uh, Which one is... I mean, the husband. Are, yeah, uh, David Denman, who played... He was a, a Roar, Rory on a, a, The Office or mm-hmm, whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he was pretty good. The kid, though, like I said, just one-dimensional. Yeah, like, very one-note. Yeah, and that's not that's not an acting comment necessarily on the child. That's it's just a, what they were. That's a character comment. That's yeah. a comment on how they drew this character. Mm-hmm. And I just I and the other thing about it is it's so very and there's again this can work but it doesn't here. It's so very simple. There's nothing interesting about how this movie progresses. You get it from the first second, yep. and it never varies till the end of the movie. Yep. Um, and if you want to have a simple, straightforward story, that's fine, but you better make other things interesting. You better make other choices interesting. And if the plot's not going to be fascinating or interesting or give me something to think about, you better make the character choices interesting and give me something to think about. You better make the, the, uh, the camera choice is interesting or give me something to think about. And it just, I never felt that here. This is what it is. It's a. It's not the Daenerys we wanted. It's the Daenerys we got. You know, just <laughs> straight up evil out of nowhere for no reason, yeah. as opposed to 
someone who thinks they're doing good, but they're actually not. Like, if they would have shown that story of him using his powers, you know, and he killed a whole bunch of people, but he thought he was doing it for a good reason, mm-hmm. there would have been some conflict there that, you know, you could have kind of latched onto. There's no morality that you see being struggled with here. It's just, I can do it. Very who's, little, at least. There's who's going to stop me? There is some, how much do you love your child morality that the movie tries to put in there? I'm talking when, more along the lines of, from Brandon's perspective. Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's, man, and, and what's really frustrating is there are, well, there's two of them. They're basically the same exact moment, same exact scene, and I won't spoil them here. Um, but there's two moments that I think could have been so powerful if the movie had chosen a more authentic route to go. Um, and they they just aren't. There's just a big nothing because of the the way this movie decided to, to paint things. Um, one of them happens in the forest towards the end of the movie, and the other happens in the barn towards the end of the movie. Yep. It's basically the same moment. I knew exactly, twice. whenever you started talking, I knew exactly the same two moments you were talking about. How powerful could that have been yeah. in the right hands but because we've already established certain things about this character it doesn't even it it really just doesn't even mean anything yeah so um so yeah it's just it's just an an unfortunate foundation right like it's that's the one of the worst things in a movie where oh the concept could have been something but you just decided like you made a primary choice that impacts the rest of the movie in a way that i'm just not on board for yeah if all you, I think the script was Superman bad now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's no and not just bad, evil. Yeah, evil. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's disappointing. I really did have high hopes for this. Movie. Well, and it's also it's also the thing where it's like you just you basically just you're just doing a supervillain movie. You're not doing a, a superhero grappling with morality and making some wrong choices. No. You're you're in eventually becoming a villain. You're just doing a supervillain. Does it you know what I mean? You understand the difference? Yeah. I just yeah. It's not an origin <laughs> story. It's just a basic story. It's it's funny because it's pretty much your basic superhero villain. It's like they're bad. Why? Cuz they're bad. Oh, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yes, no, but why? Because they're, they're bad. bad. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. I mean, didn't you see they were bad? Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, that's all I got to say. Since it's yeah. so one-dimensional, you there's really not, can't... No, there's not a lot else to talk about. We talked about the gore a little bit. We talked... I mean, it's it's a quick watch, at least. You know, It's, it's short. It's a movie. very short movie. Yeah. Uh, which, which I love. Actually, you know, they could have added, you know, a half hour of actual story conflict <laughs> and stuff, and it would have been a good movie. I'm also going to say this. I really do have a lot of problems. I've already mentioned some of them without spoiling about the the origin of the psychosis in this movie. Um, I also have a problem about the or- with the origin story because it is so sudden and, and delayed. Um, there's, there's really not even any time for progressive understanding of what's going on because what's going on and what's driving the plot of the story doesn't even happen until a certain moment. You know what I mean? Um, so again, without trying, you know, trying not to spoil anything. I think but, I know what you're talking about. So but, yeah. um, and we'll do it. We'll do a sift spoil for Brightburn, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll be able to explain a little bit more in that, but. Just, I, it's not a recommend for me. I can't, you, if you're a horror fan, like a horror completist, maybe if you like yeah. gore, you want to, you know, want to see some gore or something like that. There's certainly that here. Um, but I just, I can't, I don't know a lot of people who would enjoy this. 
yeah, it's it's so frustrating because this would have been a movie I would have loved to have championed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dude, they totally nailed Brightburn. They found out how to make a conflicted story about Smallville where <laughs> yeah. he didn't work out the way we wanted to. You saw the truth, justice, and American way light be snuffed out. Mm-hmm. It, it was just never there. No, it never was. What were the odds uh, coming into an episode where we review Aladdin and Brightburn that you would like Aladdin more than Brightburn? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> they weren't great. That's all I'm saying. It's 2019, man. <laughs> Throw me for a loop. <laughs> they were not great. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. You got anything else to say? No. All right, let's just go ahead and move on. We're going to do our best ever challenge now. Uh, we're going to do best ever movies with a blue character. Best ever movies that feature a blue character. Uh, so let's go number five to number one. We'll do some honorable mentions as well. And if you want to check out the sifpop.com list from our contributors, uh, you can check that out as well. Uh, what do you have at number five? X2, X-Men United. Nice. That's in my uh, honorable mentions. Nice. Lots of blue characters in the X-Men universe. Mystique, Nightcrawler, Mm -hmm. Beast, but Beast isn't in X2. Now, is this this representing the entire X-Men series for you, or do you have the movie split out and mentioning some others? I will say this. For every single, like, cinematic universe or sequel, I just narrowed it down to my favorite of that one. We've done that before. I think that's a great way to do it. So I didn't have any others listed as well. Oh, really? I thought you would have had a different... Different X-Men movie um, higher up. Mm, first class, because I know you love first class. I do love first class. I really like X2 though. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite out of all the X-Men movies. It might be mine as well. It would be close. Yeah. It would be close. First class is really good. I yeah. do enjoy that. Your number five? My number five is Monsters Inc. Uh yeah, it was in my honorable mention. Sully. 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 Oh, Not only does Sully he land planes in the Hudson River. <laughs> He helps children. You know, it has been... I think I've only seen that movie like once or twice. Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're talking to the Pixar fanatics, so it's not a surprise. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. Uh, 60% of my top five is Pixar movies, so... I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. I got more. Yeah? I got more. I know. I yeah. know. We agree on one of them, probably really <laughs> high up, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Monsters, Inc. Uh, I think it's perfect voice casting. I think it's a perfect story. Uh, it's such a beautiful idea that we uh, we power children more by laughter than by screams. It's a beautiful idea, not a, only about parenting, but in entertainment as well. The idea that you can I- inspire, uh, you know, through positivity and not negativity. Uh, I just love everything about Monsters, Inc. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Number four. Yep. Lion King. Oh, tell me, who's the blue character in Lion King? Zazu. All right. I'll give it to you. Good choice. Well, hopefully, because he's blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's not completely blue, but I'd say he's at least 80% blue, so that'll count. Okay. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Um, oh, I, I noticed something, because uh, I was re-listening to uh, a podcast we did a long time uh-huh. ago, and we were talking about- Why would about, you do that? <laughs> I, I listened in case, you know, Phil drops the ball and messes up. <laughs> Luckily, he's never let me down. Yeah. Yeah. But- uh, I let myself down because I was. We were talking about Lion King and how it was originally Shakespeare, you know. Uh-huh. But we said that it was Macbeth and not Hamlet. Oh, it's Hamlet for sure. It's Hamlet, but we how kept saying. Us. But we kept saying Macbeth. Yeah, we make mistakes, man. Yeah, it's it's Hamlet. Yeah, we've we've made some doozies of mistakes. It just happens. Yeah. 
So we're human. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. You're number four? My number four is Fifth Element. That was honorable mention. Diva. Uh, it's my favorite scene in the movie, too. Diva Plava, Plava, Laguna. Plava Laguna or Plava Laguna or whatever it is. Uh, I love that song, that opera that she's doing where her voice is just like, it's almost like human auto tune. Yeah. Uh, it's it's incredible stuff and it's all happening during this action scene. And yeah. I, and Chris I, Tucker dancing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, is, that is a movie I definitely dig. So yeah. Fifth Element. Number three. Yep. Infinity War. Oh. Nebula. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that, so it's not on my list. <laughs> Thanos used to be blue, but he's purple now. <laughs> like, watch the first Avengers movie in that yeah, post credit scene. with the post credits, yeah, he's, totally. He's blue, and then he's blue in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But he slowly turns purple-ish pink. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But no, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, so, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, my number three is Avatar. Nice. They got blue people in that. Honorable, you're just take my entire list so far is your honorable or my honorable mentions is your <laughs> nice. list. Nice. Uh, well, at least you like them enough to have them as honorable mentions. A lot of people wouldn't give Avatar that credit. I really like Avatar. It's you in my top one hundred movies of all time. Oh, no, it's not in mine, but it's a good movie. Um, there's a reason it made so much money. It's incredible to watch. It's so much fun. It was a movie made for 3D, and I think that's. We've talked about this a thousand times, but movies that are made for 3D as opposed to movies that just you know, use it post, as a gimmick. No, yeah. as opposed to post. Yeah, right. Yeah. 3D. Totally. You know, like it was actually shot. James Cameron's like, you know what? He came back up from the Marianas Trench and he told everybody, "We're doing this, and it's meant to be 3D." I and cannot wait for the Avatar sequels. I James Cameron's brain remains one of the the treasures of the universe, as far as I'm concerned. The way he uses technology <laughs> to tell stories is uh, stunning to me i just remember that future man episode yeah <laughs> that's right yeah that's a good point yeah uh number two number two this is probably where you're gonna be like what this was my number one finding nemo yeah that is my number one yeah okay. we can go ahead and talk about it now since we only got a couple left okay uh yeah dory is lovable this is my favorite pixar movie mm-hmm. so mine as well yeah. That's why it's my number one. Nice. But what's your number two? My number two is another Pixar movie. Oh. Inside Out. Because oh, of yeah. sadness. Sadness is blue. Um, yeah. I I think this may be Pixar's most intelligent movie, Inside Out. Um, it is absolutely astonishing the psychological ideas that they're dealing with in, in this family movie. Uh, and there are moments in it that to this day just give me pure joy. Uh, there are moments in it that give me pure sadness. Uh, there are moments in it in the understanding that that is the point of the movie as well. It's just it works on uh, this beautiful, bold, literal level. And it works on this beautiful, subtle meta level um, that, man, I just I love Inside Out. Nice. It's one of my faves. What's your uh, what's your number one? Return of the Jedi. Oh, you count? Are you counting the keyboard player? Yeah, guy? Max Rebo. <laughs> well, here's hey, the thing. He's in there. Here's I, the thing. I would have picked Empire Strikes Back, but I watched the movie. Not a single blue person in it. <laughs> Did you watch Empire Strikes Back for this? <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I also watched it because of Empire Strikes Back. Well, that's true as well. Yeah, but yeah, no blue people. So I had to pick my fa- second favorite Star Wars movie, and that's Return of the Jedi. Nice. Yeah. Well, good choice. Thanks, Max. You're uh, great. Uh, honorable mentions. You got any left that I didn't steal? Uh, the original Aladdin. Yeah. Watchmen. 
Okay, I wouldn't pick that. For Doctor Manhattan, are you excited you know about what, the Watchmen actually, TV series? Kind of, yeah. Just are you tentative it, at all? Tentative. Okay, that's, that's I a good love way Damon Lindelof, so I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, but. Um, this movie is actually kind of growing on me. It's still the worst scored movie of all time. Like the music is so wrong for okay. every single scene. I can't wait to hear. Um, but yeah, actually, I think that Snyder is just visually he knows what he's doing yeah but story-wise deny that. yeah yeah uh muppet christmas carol i, I had the muppet movie from that yeah. franchise that's my favorite muppet movie yeah gonzo yep he's blue uh yeah that's the only other one i had uh i also had listed uh bugs life another pixar um oh, yeah. i enjoy hellboy uh hell uh, the original oh yeah abram uh-huh. abraham uh willy wonka it's got the blueberry girl um yeah Lilo and Stitch, I enjoy enough to throw in an honorable mention. I just can't remember much about that movie. I saw, like, when it's did not, it come? It's not super great, but it's definitely enjoyable. Yeah. So, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. So that was my choice from the... For, or for uh, Because it more features her, I guess, in my, in my brain than the Avengers movies do. But if I had thought about more, I guess I would have picked... Uh, and Yondu's blue. Infinity War. Yondu is blue. That is true as well. Yep. Um, and Megamind I threw in there. I haven't seen it. It's good enough. It's is good it enough. Pixar or is it DreamWorks? No, it's it's either DreamWorks or Sony. Okay. I'm not even sure. So uh, so there you go. Those are my honorable mentions. You can let us know what we missed or offer up your suggestion for a best ever challenge uh, at feedback at sifpop.com. Also, feel free to send us a sift quest where we go on a quest that you uh, send us on through email feedback at sift, uh, siftpop.com. Uh, that's where you can ask us questions, get feedback, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, before we hit our buried treasure, just a reminder that you can support us uh, through Patreon. Uh, Pop members get a lot of fun perks. Starts at three bucks a month. Um, and that is at patreon.com slash siftpop, S-I-F-T-P-O-P. Uh, we honestly couldn't do all the things that we're doing without you. Um, the fact that we're launching this show on video now would not happen without our Sif Pop members. Thank you so much for making this possible. Uh, honestly, uh, so much of what we have put together to be able to do this show like this, different things, has come because you support on a monthly basis. Like I said, it starts at three bucks a month. Some really fun perks, including a bonus episode. Uh, every week that we get a chance to do it, uh, you can have that come to your own personal podcast feed. So that's a lot of fun. And then we also do a monthly video hangout uh, that you can join in on as well. So, again, that is uh, at Patreon, patreon.com slash siftpop. And thank you very much for your support. All right, let's finish it off with some buried treasure, Andrew. I'll let you go first this time. Uh, that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want people to know about. Uh, I'm going to go with a Netflix show that's been out about a month. Um, but I just finally got a chance to watch it. Uh, it's called I Think You Should Leave. Uh, this is a sketch comedy show, and it is hilarious. Really? Uh, yeah. There are six episodes, and they're each like 15 to 17 minutes long. So basically, you could watch the entire season in less time than it takes to watch a movie. Oh. Or basically the same amount of time it would take to watch a feature-length film. Um, and it is hilarious lots of great cameos and different people you know will forte pops up at one point um it's uh, i think you should leave presented by somebody isn't it yes okay i've seen this because at first i thought that he was uh 
John Turturro. He kind of looks like John Turturro a little it's bit. It's Tim Robinson is the comedian's yeah. name, and he is hilarious. Okay. Uh, lots of SNL actors pop in a, uh, pop in on it. Uh, some different fun things. But these sketches, man, his sense of humor. I'm going to go ahead and spoil the first, the first little intro sketch. Are they nonlinear sketches? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nonlinear. I mean, maybe occasionally there'll be a callback or something like that. But for the most part, they're just nonlinear sketches. Sweet. Um, I, I could just list off the ones that I love because there are at least five or six of them that I just thought were hilarious. I will also say this is TVMA, so you know, understand it's basically Saturday Night Live, but pre-produced and <laughs> and with swears. Um, so the 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 thing opens with a an interview sketch where he's being interviewed, and you can tell he's got that interview energy where he really wants this job. He's trying to impress the guy and give the right answers or whatever. And then he goes to leave the diner that they're doing the interview in, and he uh, he tries to pull instead of push the door, and it's a it, it's not a pull door, it's a push door. And the, interv- and the interviewer's like, oh, looks like it's a push. And he's still in that interview energy where he has to be right and can't get it wrong or whatever, and yeah. so he's like, it's like no, it, it does. It does both. I came in here earlier, and you know, it, it can do both or whatever. And then the the last thirty to forty five seconds of the movie are him just slowly breaking the door as he <laughs> pulls it open and exits. It is so hilarious and beautifully done. And that's the very first sketch of the very first episode, and then it just goes from there. And it's just like, oh, that's great. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun, interesting stuff and so i wanted to make sure people know about it so i think you should leave with tim robinson is the the name of the show nice. and it's on netflix what do you got for yours well my show is probably just as funny as yours okay cool chernobyl <laughs> <laughs> this is just happy time frolics from beginning to uh-huh. end yeah <laughs> you want to talk about a heavy show yeah wow I, there's three out of the five episodes it's miniseries on hbo uh, I just checked on IMDb, and I'm, if you give any levity or gravity to this at all, it's now the number one rated show of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah. and it I is, feel like I have to watch this. It is one of the best miniseries I've ever seen. Besides Generation Kill, which also an HBO miniseries, it might be the best I've ever seen. It is eye-opening you were alive during chernobyl it happened i think a couple months before i was born but obviously the after effects are you know with us to this day mm-hmm. uh the elephant's foot which is like the core of chernobyl uh they say won't uh, stop giving out radiation i think the half-life was twenty-five thousand years yeah yeah we're messing with some dangerous stuff with nuclear energy yep and uh just the level of you know horror that the show is willing to show you with like what radiation does to the human body oh really i don't know if i want that it's horrifying but it's so important at the same time because it's showing not only like what it does but people seeing what it does and then willing to do that to themselves to save the planet pretty much Mm -hmm. like if you guys don't get this under control, then the planet is pretty much doomed, or at least, you know, the Eastern Asia, Europe, you know, and they're like, yeah, that's going to be us, but we got to do it. So it's seeing people brave th- this horror 
mm. in order to, you know, try and save. I, uh, um, the only thing is I know it's not based on actual stuff that's not true because I was 11 at the time and people don't know this, but I have superpowers and I had just gone through a bad time in my life and I actually went over there and, and did Chernobyl. Aaron, so <laughs> you're so rude. I bright burned Chernobyl bright -burned and, and Chernobyl. I apologize for that. Uh, fun little fact. Chernobyl means, a dark, uh, entity. And oh, wow. And I think Chernobog is a god in Slavic uh, uh, mythology. And also was... one of the Grimm brothers, I hear. So. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, in a, is it Fantasia, the Disney movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like the devil guy who was like throwing stuff down on the evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Chernobog. Oh, uh, interesting. So it was like. Oh, so maybe there's something there. Why would there. you name the city after that? I think it's like dark grass or dark land or something like that is what it means. Wow. Yeah, Cherno, I think, is Wait, is dark. It, it's not this. They named the power plant after that, right? Or is there a Chernobyl city? Chernobyl was, I guess, the nickname of the plant. Okay. And I can't pronounce the actual city that it was in. Okay. Um, I, I, I do have one gripe about this show. Oh, yeah. Lay it on me. I'm tired of shows where they're like, it takes place in Russia or, you know, or it takes place in, you know, Germany. Let's get a bunch of British actors, you know, and ask them not to change their accent at all. Yeah. So you have these, oh, dang, we got us a <laughs> giant problem over there in Chernobyl, you know, very posh. Uh -huh. And then every now and then you'll have one guy come in and he'll be like, Hello, we must take care of this Chernobyl incident. Yes, I totally agree, old chap, you know? That's that's my one con with this show. Uh -huh. But as far as, like, acting performances go, people are on their game. Yeah. Yeah, you got Bill, or not Bill Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård, the daddy Skarsgård. Yeah. And uh, he's crazy good in this movie. I, I call it a movie because it's, like, pretty much a five-hour sure, movie. Sure, no, I totally get that. I so it's got a little bit of... Uh... A little bit of the death of Stalin problem. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Which is not a problem in the death of Stalin because it's part of the comedy. But. Exactly. It, it felt very Monty Python, uh -huh. even though you know a lot of the people were Monty Python. <laughs> That's um, true. But I, uh, I can't recommend it enough. There's a reason why people have it at number one because, and the cinematography might be the best I've ever seen in any show ever. Very nice. Yeah. I feel like I have to check it out. I've heard way too many good things from way too many people that I trust that, uh, you know. I will I, say this. Don't bench it. It's too heavy to bench. Oh, don't binge it. Yeah. I thought you said bench it. It's too heavy to bench. I was like, <laughs> are you benching TV shows now? Is this your workout? Because I, I don't even know you can do this. <laughs> I'm benching graphite. It is burning my hands. Uh, I, totally, I totally benched Chernobyl. <laughs> I can totally handle it. Uh, yeah. Buff. Where's is HBO you, that way? <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw HBO over there. <laughs> no. We uh, did it, man. We yeah, did a we podcast. Did. Yeah, we did. A live video podcast. Oh, man. How was that? I should have brushed my teeth. Yeah, it probably came through on the video, I'm sure. <laughs> probably. I got probably just got a giant piece of broccoli there mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. For sure. And you never told me. <laughs> no, why would I? <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media, or you can search Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Hey. Uh, Andrew can be found at Flick Freaks all over the social medias. Uh, you can find me at Aaron Dicer on the social medias, and you can find Sift Pop at Sift Pop on the social medias. Imagine Ooh. that. Much love and gratitude to our supporters for giving monthly to make Sift Pop a real thing. Uh, membership starts at three bucks a month, and you get access to every bonus episode as well as some fun other perks, including a monthly video hangout. Uh, also, your support directly helping Sift Pop expand in 2019 to some fun new areas like live video. Imagine oh. that. Find out more information at patreon.com slash sifpop. Lots of ways to connect with the podcast. You can leave a comment, rate, uh, leave a review at Apple Podcasts, throw some stars our way. We'd appreciate it. Or you can email us feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than overpowering your super-powered toddler. Uh, we'll be doing some spoiler chats for at least Brightburn uh, up next in your podcast feed. And then next week, I think we're going to try to do another twofer, do some Book Smart and some Godzilla. Yep. So we'll see you then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.